Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Season 7, Episode 165 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Everyone has a dominant eye. And why this is important is for those of us who are shooters, we need to know what our dominant eye is in order to achieve the best shooting success and the best precision if you're doing rifles and pistols, or if you want to be breaking clays on the shotgun field, we need to be able to see our target, see it well, to break it and have a good successful day. Eye dominance is also known as ocular dominance. It is the tendency for one eye to be dominant over the other when performing any visual task. The preference for one eye over the other is determined by a combination of genetic and environmental factors. The dominant eye provides the brain with the majority of the visual information we receive, which helps us to accurately aim at our target. Shooting sports requires a high degree of accuracy and precision. This is because our targets are oftentimes small, the distances can be great, and if you're doing any kind of shotgun sports, our targets are moving. Any factor that affects the accuracy can have a significant impact on our performance. One of these factors is definitely eye dominance. In shooting sports, it is essential to use our dominant eye to aim or point at our target. Using the non-dominant eye can result in a loss of accuracy and precision as our brain struggles to process the visual information it's receiving from both of our eyes. When the dominant eye is used, the brain receives a clear, crisp, and accurate picture of the target which makes it easier to aim or point. Determining your dominant eye is pretty straightforward and can be done with a few simple tests. One quick and easy test to do is to take a sheet of paper and roll it up into a tube. 
Take that tube and put it up to your face looking through it. Usually, you will bring that rolled up paper or tube up to your dominant eye. Another way is those of us that know what those point and shoot Canon Nikon type cameras are that have a viewfinder, if you have something like that, bring it up to your face and you will always be looking through your dominant eye through the viewfinder. Same with a rifle scope. You usually are looking through that scope with your dominant eye. If you don't have those items readily available to do this test really quick, another thing you can do is to make a very small triangle with both of your arms fully extended in front of you. Focus on an object. Your hands and your little triangle are going to be blurry because they are not going to be in primary focus. So focus on an object far away and keep both eyes open and keep focus only on that object. Slowly bring your hands towards your face until that triangle touches your face and you are only seeing that object, which you still should be solely focused on, both eyes open. When your hands come back and touch your face, you are looking through your dominant eye. You can also verify this by standing in front of a mirror, standing away at a distance, and do the same test. Put both of your hands, palms facing up, making a small triangle between both of your index fingers and your thumbs, closing in so you see a small hole. Look through that hole with both eyes open at yourself in a mirror. Keeping both eyes open and keeping your arms extended looking through that small triangle hole that you've made, you are now looking at your reflection and you are now seeing which is your dominant eye. Everyone has one dominant eye. Some eyes are a little bit stronger in their eye dominance than the other. And some people can actually switch their eye, dom not switch their eye dominance, but their uh, dominant eye is weak to the point that they actually can comfortably switch their eyes, but one of their eyes is always dominant. And you are born this way and you cannot change your eye dominance. Some people try to overcome their eye dominance if they um, are shooting and they're having a hard time looking through that dominant eye. A lot of times you're going to see shooters that have an eye patch or they're going to have some kind of an obstru obstruction or an occluder over their dominant eye so their non-dominant eye takes over. If you do not have any medical conditions that forces you to do that, if you have regular vision, you just don't like your dominant eye, um, I try to advise shooters to not occlude or to not force their non-dominant eye to be their dominant eye. There have been cases where people may have had an eye injury or cataracts or something that affects their dominant eye. That's a different story. You have to learn to overcome that if you want to continue into the shooting sports, having used and training your non-dominant eye to take over. But a brand new shooter or somebody who has been shooting that's just never been eye dominance tested, once they find out what their dominant eye is, I always, always, always recommend shooting your firearm under that dominant eye. Lots of reasons. First of all, that dominant eye is taking over your vision. Your dominant eye is sending the quickest message to your brain of what it just saw. And here's a big aha moment. Your dominant eye is not necessarily the same and in sync with your dominant hand.
if you are a right-handed person, that does not automatically mean your right eye is your dominant eye. Same goes for lefties. If you are a left-handed shooter, that does not automatically mean that your left eye is your dominant eye. Many people are cross-dominant. What that means is they are right-handed, but their left eye is dominant. Same is true if they are left-handed, their right eye may be dominant. Once you know what to look for, it's hard not to keep looking for it. When you're at the range, it's easy to determine if you're watching somebody shoot a long gun, such as a rifle or a shotgun. When they have the stock of their firearm into their shoulder, watch where their head is placed. Someone who is matched up with their dominant side or hand and their dominant eye, their body position should all be in alignment. The gun should be nice and straight, their body should be nice and straight, and their head should be nice and straight as they firmly press their cheek up against the stock of their firearm. When you see this on the range, you know that their dominant eye matches their dominant hand. Now, if you see somebody that has a rifle or a shotgun mounted on the right side of their body, nice and firm against their shoulder, but their head has completely leaned over to the right, what's happening is their dominant eye is actually their left eye. Your dominant eye automatically takes over the primary vision. So in order for that shooter to properly see their target, whether it be a stationary target downrange on a rifle range or a moving target on a shotgun field, their left eye in this instance is taking over and trying to line up the barrel with the target. So you'll see people that have their heads completely leaned over the stocks of their firearms, and you can tell really quickly, if you know what you're looking for, that they're cross-dominant. Sometimes people are open to suggestion and helping them become better shooters. If you mention to them that maybe you can make a suggestion and do an eye dominance test on them. Most of the time, shooters have never done an eye dominance test, especially new shooters. Those of us that have been around for a long time, this might be something that's pretty common in the way that we've trained. But there's a lot of new shooters out there that have not had the proper training just yet or have not taken lessons just yet. They might just be coming to the range to learn how to shoot this new gun that they bought. They've never had an eye dominance test. Once you teach somebody or show somebody a, a simple test or two to validate their dominant eye, then encourage them to move that firearm under that dominant eye so they can see and their dominant eye can take over, it is going to be a world of difference because now their head is going to be straight up and down as their dominant eye is in alignment, is actually in proper alignment with the gun and with the target. It will feel awkward at first if you are new to this learning your eye dominance and having to switch your shooting shoulder if you're shooting rifles and shotguns it is going to feel really awkward. But taking the time and doing lots of practice, especially dry fire practice in the comforts of your home with an unloaded firearm, this is going to start feeling more and more natural because you're actually going to be able to see your target when you're in alignment with your target. And if that means moving the gun under your dominant eye, 
And that's a simple fix to make you a much better shooter because now you can actually see your target. Doing lots of practice at home and getting comfortable with how it feels to mount your gun and possibly do things differently because maybe you've been shooting this particular way for many, many years and just never had somebody mention to you to do an eye dominance test. I've worked with a lot of shooters at a variety of different levels, some brand new to the shooting sports and some who have been shooting their whole lives. And a lot of times the feedback I receive from those who've been shooting a long time is they just never been taught or never thought about eye dominance. People learn to compensate and people learn to overcome whatever struggles they may have to become a shooter. Whether you learned how to shoot when you were young by your parents or your grandparents, obviously they never talked about eye dominance back then. You just picked up the rifle or the shotgun and put it to your dominant shoulder and shot. And if you missed your target, you figured out ways to become a better shooter so you could see your target better and hit your target. And usually what that meant was leaning your head over your stock so your dominant eye, unbeknownst to you, you were cross-dominant possibly, your dominant eye took over your vision and you were able to see your target. So if you actually determine that you are cross-dominant, take an unloaded firearm, making sure your ammunition is separate and away, and go ahead and mount your gun like you normally do before you determine that your other eye was dominant. Mount your gun and look at yourself in a mirror. Look at how crooked your whole body position and alignment is. If you are on a bench rest with a rifle, um, see if you can't duplicate that position looking at yourself in a mirror and noticing how your head and your body is all contorted. Same with shotguns. Mount your shotgun at yourself in a mirror. Again, unloaded safe gun. Mount it toward, toward the mirror and look at how you look at the opposite end of the shotgun. You are going to be amazed at how uncomfortable that you look. And you might tell yourself, well, maybe that's why I'm missing so many targets. Next, switch that gun to your dominant eye. Switch it over so your gun is under your dominant eye. With lots of practice and dry practice at home, it's going to start to feel more and more natural. Continue to practice this way until you start to feel comfortable by moving your firearm under your dominant eye. Definitely put this to the test the next time you go to the gun range and shoot from your dominant eye side, even though it may not be your dominant hand side. Again, it's going to feel a little awkward, but with several rounds and lots of practice, it's going to become natural. And what you're going to notice, and I promise what you're going to notice is your shooting proficiency is going to increase. You are going to get a tighter grouping at the rifle range, at your target down range, and believe it or not, you are going to break more clays consistently by being able to actually see your target when your head is in alignment with your gun and that moving target. I had a lady contact me who wanted to take a rifle class. So I began to work with her, and once we got to the portion where it's time to do the eye dominance test, she was very strong left eye dominant. 
and I could tell that she wasn't agreeing with me. And we talked about it. I said, you know, tell me what you think, because for some reason, this whole eye dominance thing, it is unbelievable. And there's a lot of people that are pretty strong, strong headed, strong willed. They don't want to switch or they do not want to believe that they might be left eye dominant. And I don't understand that mindset, but it's out there and it's it's interesting to me. So she just was doubtful. And I asked her, I said, you know, tell me about it. Why why don't you think you're left eye? Because you're definitely very strong left eye dominant. And there are different strengths of eye dominance too. And she just said, no, I'm not. I'm right eye dominant. Okay, but you're left eye dominant. And I had I had done several different tests. I mean, I might have did nine or 10 tests on her. And every single test I did, it was very strong left eye dominant. Well, what she finally shared with me was she was a career military, career Marine. She was retired. And when she went into the Marines, they put a rifle on her shoulder on her right side and said, shoot. And that's how she was trained. And they never gave you a choice. They never gave you an eye dominance test when she went through. And she learned how to shoot very well, by the way. I mean, she was a shooter in the Marines and she did a, she did a great job, but she was left eye dominant. So when it was time to go to the range, I watched her get into her position. So we were training with 22 bolt action rifles and we were working on the fundamentals. We were working on the aiming, breathing, trigger control, hold control, follow through, and we were practicing becoming a good shot through those fundamentals. So this lady got on the bench rest with the 22 bolt action rifle and I told her to show me how she normally gets into position to shoot. Again, she was very open to hearing me out, but she definitely wasn't buying buying into it just yet. So I watched her get into position and she got herself nice and nice and nestled in with her gun. She tucked that gun stock into her shoulder, her right shoulder, nice and tight. And she started getting her cheek weld formed on the the stock so she could line up with her target. What she did after that was what was interesting. Once she had the gun nice and tight, nice and tucked into her shoulder, she slowly started to inch her body towards the right. So by the time she was stable and still after getting herself into her final position, what she actually did was she somehow positioned her head where it was still straight up and down. But by the time she got herself into position, the rifle ended up under her left eye. She had maneuvered her body, maneuvered her rifle. So her rifle barrel was actually lined up pretty accurately under her left eye even though she had it mounted on her right side. It was very interesting to watch her get into that position. That was purely through her training and her very intense training. She had to overcome whatever obstacles she had in seeing her target well. She had to overcome in the position she got herself into in order to do that. And by moving that rifle, and it was almost, it wasn't in the center of her chest, but it was in a way that, it was lined up under her left eye. It was it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. 
but it worked for her. And she was a really good shot. I mean, she was keyholing and stacking her groupings um, pretty well at the distance that we were shooting. So she said, see, I'm, I'm right eye. I go, no, actually, I took a picture of her with her permission. And I said, look at your position. She had never looked at herself or seen herself, whether in a mirror or in a photo. She had never seen the way she was set up on a rifle. She was shocked as to what she did to overcome her vision so she could see her target. So I suggested to her, let's try to move your rifle on your left shoulder. This way you're going to be in alignment and not have to wriggle your way to get your eye over your barrel on the opposite side. Let's just move the gun comfortably on your left side so you can actually have that barrel under your eye right out of the chute. So again, it was a struggle. It was a little uncomfortable for her, but she did. She moved the gun to her left side and she was amazed how well she could see her target. Watching that simple move of switching shoulders, it was life-changing for her. She was so excited. She was just bubbling and grinning from ear to ear that she could actually see her target quickly. She could acquire her target quickly. It was so exciting for me to give her that simple suggestion and watch her be so excited. So of course, of course, you know, she started shooting and she shot even better as a career retired military. Now, by simply moving her gun, she was shooting even better. It was so cute to watch her be so excited over something so simple. She told me that she couldn't wait, you know, to continue her training and continue her practice because even though she had been shooting pretty much her whole adult life at least, now she feels like she has learned something brand new and she feels like she's starting over and she has more to look forward to as she continues on in her journey of training. Another example that stands out is one time I was working with a group of scouts on a shotgun range. One teenager in particular, he loved shotguns. That was his thing. He was a shotgun shooter. And his dad said, you're not going to believe it when you watch him shoot. He is going to look like wonky and crazy, but he's going to break his clays. I said, okay. So again, we did our eye dominance test before we got on the range. And this young man was, again, very strong, left eye dominant, but he was right handed. When it was his turn to shoot, he stepped into my cage and I handed him a shotgun shell. He loaded up his gun, he called pull, the target sailed. He had the most awkward and ugly shotgun stance I have ever seen. Now, let me add a footnote here. Shotgun shooting is a whole nother world, and that's a whole nother series of podcasting. There are several shotgun games, and each game has its own set of rules and recommended ways in which you stand, how your feet should be, how balanced you should be in the distribution of the weight on your legs, how you hold your shotgun, whether it be in the low ready or whether it's mounted already onto your shoulder and cheek, 
where your eyes should be looking, where your muzzle should be pointing, when you start to move, when you insert your gun into the flight path of the clay, on and on and on. This goes for trap, skeet, sporting clays, and even five stand. So there's a whole series of different rules that apply on what you should look like if you're going to be by the book and stand and mount and have your position the way it should be in that particular game. And then there's other people that want to play, like I always call sloppy skeet or sloppy trap. And you just want to go up there and stand how you're comfortable and safe and just shoot and have fun. This kid was none of that. He was just extremely awkward. But like I always tell people, as long as you are safe, as long as the gun is in a safe direction, your fingers off the trigger until you're ready to shoot, all of those rules that we follow and we apply, as long as they're safe, if they're shooting and they're comfortable and they're hitting their target, I'm not going to mess with them in a beginning class or in a beginning lesson or open time on a range. I'm going to learn from watching them and put some you know, nuggets in my toolbox to see how I can become a better instructor and help people that might have situations like that. But I was amazed at watching this young man shoot. He he just had this awkwardly horrible way he was standing. He had the gun mounted on his right shoulder. He was all twisted and contorted, you know, kind of towards the left, but he was mounted to the right. When he called pull and that bird was thrown, his left eye took over. He leaned his head over his barrel to the right side. He threw the gun up kind of on his shoulder. It really didn't land on his shoulder. He just kind of threw it up there and he shot and the gun came off of his shoulder. It was, you know, a horrible follow through. I mean, it was just everything was incorrect. I mean, just upside down scrambled up and incorrect. That kid broke the target. I said, no way. That was, that was pure luck. Here's another shell. Do it again. He called pull. Guess what? Broke another one. Broke another one. Broke another one. Broke another one. He shot, I think we counted like 15 or 16 in a row, just in this crazy way he was shooting. It was almost like he was instinctively shooting. If you've ever seen those trick shooters that, you know, can shoot from the hip or do all kinds of crazy stuff with their guns and their targets. He had that ability to see the target and just kind of throw the gun up there, kind of in the right area, pull the trigger, and he was breaking clays. It was incredible. Did I mess with him? Nope. I was watching him. The rest of us were watching him. And his dad was just, you know, shaking his head in the background going, I I can't help him. <laughs> I said, there's no need to help him right now. I mean, he's doing he's doing a good job. But what I will say is if he ever decides that he wants to join a shotgun team or if he wants to join a club or a league or start competing, he is going to be among a lot more accurate shooters in the way that they hold their bodies and their technique. I said he's going to have to step up his game and do the right position And he's eventually going to have to switch shooting on his left side so he is looking down the barrel or looking at his target in alignment under his dominant eye. 
We did try that when he was on the range, and I said, just just humor me here. Let's see what happens and how well you shoot by moving the gun under your dominant eye on your dominant side. He did very well that way as well. I mean, he was breaking clays. He's never done that before, but by moving everything under his dominant eye, he could actually see a little bit better, he admitted to me, but he said, it doesn't feel good. I want to go back to my right side. Okay. I mean, it's working for you. You know, if you're just doing this for fun, if you're shooting, you know, fun day at the range or if you're hunting or whatever, if you're hitting your target and you're being safe, you know, why fix it if it's not broken? But I did leave him with my ending advice is that just be mindful that if you ever decide you want to step up your game and join a a tournament or a competition, you're probably going to have to consider switching over so you can be up in line with the rest of the competitors. Well, about six months down the road, his dad called me and he said, guess what? Junior here decided he wanted to join the local shotgun team. And one of the things that their coach recommended was he start shooting on his left side because he's left eye dominant. So we were just laughing about that. But point is, eye dominance is very critical in the way that you shoot and improving your performance If you're going to be training the right way, make sure that you're training under your dominant eye so you have a better chance of seeing your target more clearly, not having eye fatigue, which is common if you're shooting with your non-dominant eye or if you're closing one eye. A lot of times um, when you close an eye, your eyes are going to fatigue a lot quicker and you're going to have a shorter day at the range because you're just going to get tired. Keeping both eyes open is going to help you in your vision because you're going to have your peripheral vision. When you close one eye, you lose that. You lose your peripheral vision. And when you close an eye, you also lose your depth. You lose your depth perception. And everything that in normal vision is in three dimensions, when you close your one eye, it becomes two-dimensional and you completely lose that depth. So it's really a benefit to try to practice shooting with both eyes open, even if you are shooting a scoped rifle, or if you're looking through open sights, or peep sights, or different types of um, sights on your rifle, keeping both eyes open. That dominant eye is going to take over, and you're going to have less fatigue, less eye strain, and you're not going to lose that depth perception peripheral vision, and you're only going to become a better and a more accurate shooter. There is no better classroom than the outdoors, roaming the woods and waters, and making memories that will last a lifetime. This is Heidi Rayo, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit NorthAmericanOutdoors.org and follow me on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.